You're listening to Exploring Boys Education, a monthly podcast produced by the International Boys Schools Coalition, and I'm Bruce Collins. In this episode, we connect with Kate T. Parker about her most recent book, The Heart of a Boy, Celebrating the Strength and Spirit of Boyhood. R.J. Palacio, the number one New York Times bestselling author of Wonder, says this of Parker's work. Silly, serious, nerdy, athletic, creative, bold. The adjectives describing boys could go on for pages. But if boys are to grow up to be admirable men, the one thing they must be is kind. Kate T. Parker's book helps clear the way for a time when everyone understands that. But before I speak to Kate, what would an Exploring Boys Education episode be without an update from my colleague Amy Ahart, IBSC's Interim Executive Director, in the IBSC Newsreel? Thank you, Bruce, and hello, listeners. It's great to be able to share the IBSC programs that are coming up before the end of the year. Before I do, I'd like to draw your attention to the first Exploring Boys episode of Season 3. If you haven't yet listened, I would encourage you to do so when you get a moment. IBSC officers Chris Post, David Dini, and David Ferguson reflect on the past 18 months, discuss their current thoughts concerning the education of boys, and examine what's ahead for IBSC. If you're a teacher new to boys' schools, our single gender education class is just for you. In this class, you'll gain a sharper understanding of what it means to work in a boys' school and how you can cultivate a classroom atmosphere and curriculum that maximize how boys learn. This class starts on October 18. Our Boys and Belonging class also starts on that same day. More than ever, teachers of boys need to foster school environments where belonging is a priority. In this class, you'll discuss essential elements of creating a culture of belonging in boys' schools. In addition to these online classes, we are also offering two IBSC Ideas Lab programs. Designed as an interactive exchange among colleagues, IBSC Ideas Lab engages dedicated educators who learn and grow together. Before each session, participants watch a 10-minute video introduction from a global guest to jumpstart a facilitated conversation on the topic. Together, we surface fresh ideas and build mutual support structures and enduring professional friendships. IBSC Ideas Labs about boys in sport starts on November 4. And IBSC Ideas Lab for middle school heads and assistant heads starts on November 30th. Places in each Ideas Lab are limited to 12 participants. We hope you'll sign up for some of these offerings and you can view them all on our website at www.theibsc.org. Back to you, Bruce. I'm looking forward to your conversation with Kate Parker about the heart of a boy. It's such a privilege today to be speaking with Kate Parker about the heart of a boy. Kate's beautiful book, and I would urge you to get a copy and read it, The Heart of a Boy, Celebrating the Spirit and Strength of Boyhood, is a wonderful reflection on the breadth and depth of what boyhood means. Um, And in her own words, Kate mentions that she attempted to capture boyhood, and I love this, in all its forms, from confidence and wild to curious and kind. And so even though Kate's world-renowned photography is beautiful, what I love most about her book is the insight one gains as one turns the pages 
from boys' voices about how they see and experience the world. So I'm so excited to learn more in this conversation. So Kate, I'd like to welcome you to Exploring Boys Education. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm very glad to be here. So Kate, when I interviewed Peggy Orenstein, and our listeners will probably remember this, the first question I asked her about her boy book, Boys and Sex, was similar to the question I'm about to ask you, uh, which is the fact that your first book, uh, Strong is the New Pretty, focuses on girls and explores their inner and outer strength. What then led you to consider putting together a book focused on boys? Um, it's really interesting because I was, I don't have boys. I have two daughters. Um, and I was on, my publisher suggested it to me and I was very much against it because, you know, I was like, well, I'm a feminist and my work is about empowering our girls and giving our girls a voice. And I thought our boys are fine. They don't need me to help amplify their voices. They're doing just fine on their own. Men are doing just fine. And then um, I decided, I was like, you know what? I, I was so like upset about it. I was like, you know what? Maybe there's something, there's a reason. Like there's, a, I just decided, you know what? Let me try to explore this a little bit. So I told my publisher, I would just do a few test shots, basically thinking, no, like, like already thinking, like, I'm just going to come back and be like, this is ridiculous. We don't need this book at all. Um, and literally after two or three different test shots, I was like, we need this more, almost more than we need it, this for our girls. Um, we need, um, there was so much, so much there that I guess because I don't, I don't, I'm not raising boys. I didn't realize sort of the depth and the breadth of, of what was not being told and was not being shared and this, the vulnerability and the softness and the, um, just the inner workings that I was just not aware of, didn't think was there, didn't think that I could access. Um, and I was like, Oh, we need to do this book. This is, this is really important. So immediately I was like, let's, let's do this. But I, I mean, I was very much against, doing a book on boys and was very much mistaken <laughs> that it was needed. <laughs> I mean, I'm fascinated in your introduction, Kate, you, you mentioned that in the spirit of inclusion, boys' voices do need to be heard. And many boys educators and leaders in boys' schools that I speak to have alluded to and, and authors have written about the fact that boys in, in the current climate are feeling like they are not able to speak or their voices don't matter. Uh, you know, I wonder what, what was that, what made that shift or what, what alerted you to the fact that in, in some ways boys' voices do matter? Well, I mean, obviously I think, I didn't think necessarily that boys' voices didn't matter. I thought that they were out there. I thought that, that, um, that it was our girls that were struggling to, be who they are and to be celebrated for who they are. And then in the shooting of this book and, and sort of researching and talking to, you know, hundreds of boys realizing that um, it is, I just feel like we're much farther along in the acceptance for a girl to be strong and to be confident and to be loud and to be capable than we are 
for a boy to be maybe softer and more vulnerable and that the acceptance of a girl. And I mean, there's the thing is there's, there are tons of books like strong is the new pretty. And there are not a lot of books like heart of a boy, you know, that are saying, you know, this is, and, and, and it's not to say that heart of a boy is, is saying, Oh, boys should be vulnerable or boys should be um, softer. It's just saying the basic us actually after shooting both of these books and it is literally the same exact message that um, that that should be extended for all of our children is to celebrate them for who they are and not put kids into these boxes based on their gender. So would it be right then for me to assume, and you've alluded to this, that one of your aims with this project was to expand the definition of what it means to be a boy and to get that message out there. Right. Yeah, that, that for sure. To um, showcase all of the different sides of personality, of interest, of, um, yeah, the, just the things that they like and the things that they, they, um, they want to do and um, show the emotionality that is definitely there. And um, I don't know, just trying to, to do what I was trying to do with Strongest Do Pretty, make, make it okay. And I feel like show kids, you know, oh, here's a boy. That is a dancer. Here's a girl that is a baseball player or a wrestler. And just, I mean, and without judgment, without agenda, you're just showing, you know, like if you can see it, you can, you can't, you know, unless you see it, you can't dream it. So trying to just showcase possibility. So maybe this is an obvious question, but I love words. I'm an, I'm an ex-English teacher. And this idea of focusing on the heart of a boy as a metaphor that you use to explore the breadth of what it means to be male, why, why choose that, the heart of a boy? Um, I think because that instead of, um, you know, I think I, I try to think of my books as sort of all of them together maybe tell a story and, and then the breath of the work comes across is, um, you know, that strong is the new pretty was the first one and strength trying to um, make the importance to be on the strength of our girls as opposed to what they look like. And for boys trying to put the emphasis on their heart, like trying to just shift focus slightly in what we put emphasis on. So that was, um, that was, it was trying to showcase a little bit of like, this is what, this is what we're trying to focus on here in this, in this, in this book. And I must say the, the, the beauty for me is that comes through so clearly in your, both your pictures and the quotes that you use, the boys' voices, you know, as they share. Uh, your first chapter, Kate, uh, reflects on vulnerability. And as listeners to this podcast will know, I'm a huge Brene Brown fan. So I mention vulnerability often. often. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but I, I just love the fact that you started there. Um, and I think vulnerability often when viewed through a traditional masculine lens seems to be at odds with maleness or with boyhood. Yet to me, vulnerability really is the key to unlocking the fullness of human experience for boys. And so I'm curious to know that as you engaged with boys across the U.S., um, 
did you perceive that boys were open to engaging vulnerably or open to this idea of vulnerability? Because it seems to me that the older boys get, the more reticent they seem to be because of what society might tell them to to engage on a vulnerable level with others. No, I I I totally think they at least the so the boys in this book were aged I think four to eighteen, and they were. I don't know that they would define it as being vulnerable. I, I think that that label may not be there, but for them, it was, it was being honest, you know, and like not being, you know, afraid to say something was hard or something was painful or, um, you know, like one boy is just leaning on his sister and he says, I can't imagine life without my sister, which is on one hand vulnerable and, but it's just his, it's just his experience. And, and like, I think that's the, that is one of the great things that, and one of the reasons why I love shooting kids is because they are honest and they are, um, there's not a lot of artifice and they don't have a side that looks better that they, you know, they're not worried about looking good in pictures. They just want, they want a lot of times, they want to just show off for me because I, a lot of times I'll shoot them doing the thing that they're, they're passionate about and whether it's, you know, it's baseball or hiking or playing the piano. Like they, I feel like they, their comfort level is already there. And, um, and then from that, that, you know, the, the, the truths often come out, which I think is, I don't know. That's my favorite thing about, um, getting to know these kids and hearing their stories a little bit is, is hearing the, the hard part or the difficult part or the fun part. Um, just the sort of the 360 view of the, of the, of the whole story about them. It kind of struck me as important just as you were sharing about, about honesty there is possibly one of the challenges for those of us who are involved in educating boys or if their parents listening to this who have sons is to, is to find ways of encouraging that honesty both with 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 themselves and with others as they grow older to to hold on to that that vulnerability or honesty that's that that we find in younger boys because I think if we have that then then it'll be better for better for everyone right yeah and the joy you know I think holding on to the joy like this unbridled joy of like um even like I was saying, like when they show off for me, I love it. I love that they are so proud of this thing that they are good at and they love and they want to show that. And I feel like we lose that. We have to be, you know, as adults, we have to be like, I don't know, enthusiasm. For me, enthusiasm is my favorite thing. And my, my kids will be like, oh, Steph, they're there. They call them a try hard. You know, like, oh, they're a try hard. I'm like, that is my favorite thing. I love people that try hard. <laughs> yeah, I love that too. Um, Kate, as we journey through this beautiful book, um, and I feel it is is like a journey, you, you make us aware of the elements of the heart of a boy, things that really stood out for me amongst others was this idea, like you've just mentioned, of joy, dedication, creativity, resilience, and kindness. And I think what I'd really like to to dig into is what were some of the things that that struck you as you were busy with this project, or maybe surprised you as you listened to 
boys' voices and, and you know, in putting this book together? Um, what surprised me was um, there was a few things. Um, it surprised me how open and willing to be vulnerable that these boys were. Um, I was, I thought I would be met with like um, the, uh, these preconceived notions that I had of boys that they would be like not talkative, non-communicative, not think that they're too cool for any of this. And, and I didn't honestly had none of that. And then on the, on the tail end, the shooting in person, great experience, loved it. And then generally with the books, we follow up with a survey trying to get, you know, an appropriate quote. Um, sometimes I'll get it when I'm, when I'm shooting, but sometimes, you know, like, you know, if you're put in the, in the chapter that is about resilience, we need a quote about resilience. And with the girls books, getting the quotes, super easy. We'd get them immediately. They would be lengthy and they would be, you know, we'd have to cut them down. And for the boys, it, across the board, it was so difficult to get anything longer than like two word answers or to pull out, um, pull out, sort of feelings and emotions, but it was not the case when I would actually talk to them. But if asking them to write it down or, or to follow up later, it was incredibly difficult. And I haven't figured out why that is, but it was just something that I, like, I was surprised because I was like, well, these kids are, you know, that kid is super talkative. But then I got a three word answer for what is resilience, you know? <laughs> Am I correct in observing Kate, that's the stories and insights in your book, in, in one sense, help redefine what strength means in relation to masculinity. And, and maybe that's a real message for those of us listening to this is, is to think about what it means to redefine strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think we all have these ideas about what it means to be strong and pass them along to our kids unknowingly or knowingly um, on purpose and not on purpose. And I think re-examining, trying to, you know, that's, I definitely think that's what I am trying to do uh, with my work is, is re-examine what does strong look like? Cause strength is vulnerable. Strength is resilience. Strength is um, kindness. And it is not, you know, closing yourself off and doing everything yourself and struggling on your own. It's, it is this, uh, reaching out and, um, trying to keep, um, you know, our kids as open as, as possible to these ideas that, um, that, you know, strength can look like, like what they would define as weakness and, and that it is not weak to ask for help and try, you know, just trying to keep our kids as mentally healthy as possible and not have them bottle up emotions and, and hurts and, um, and things like that. But like to, to understand that, um, you know, there's a, there's a certain strength in in admitting that you need help, um, which I think our gener, you know, our generation, generations before maybe was not as acceptable. Yeah. And I think particularly for boys, that's such an important message. Um, right. If you look at if you look at the the statistics around around mental health issues in in young boys and men, you know, having an opportunity or creating the opportunity or the space where boys do feel um, that they can express themselves and speak about what they're going through, 
uh, can be so powerful in, in helping them um, manage that. Right. So when we were speaking before I started recording, Kate, you, you did say to me that you, you're, you're not a parenting expert. No. But, you know, the, the global audience of boys educators and leaders in boys' schools that will be listening to this conversation, I think, would be keen to know what you might share with them about what you have learned about the heart of a boy. You know, are there any insights that it might help or encourage them as they do this important work with boys every day? Mm-hmm. Well, I just want to, you know, thank, I think anybody that is listening to this is, my guess is open, is open to redefining what boys, um, the expectation for what our boys should be. And um, my, and my advice and, and um, would just be to sort of do away with these preconceived notions and just love and celebrate each individual child for who they are, not um, anything based on, 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 you know, gender roles or gender norms, just be loving and just the ch- a cheerleader for who those kids are. And um, I just feel like you're get you're if kids are appreciated for the things that they are good at and the things that they naturally tend to do and that the things they are naturally passionate about and that their natural personality tends to, um, you know, sort of come out in that way, then only like the only only good things can come from that. There is no shame. There is no embarrassment. And especially for boys, um, you know, and, and say a boy is um, doing things that are not generally um, associated with males, you know, if they are a dancer, an artist, like there is, we should equally celebrate that as we do our boys who are athletes and, um, you know, leaders in, in the typical whatever stereotypical way that, that boys are generally encouraged to be. Um, I think it is just appreciating and loving our boys for who exactly who they are. I think that's such a, a wonderful way to, to end our conversation um, is, is to embrace the, 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 the breadth of, of boy and the expression of, of boyhood um, in our schools um, and in the boys we work closely with. And I want to thank you on, on two counts, Kate. First of all, for, for giving of your time today to speak to us and to share your experience of engaging with boys in this, in this project. But secondly, I, I want to thank you for the gift of, of your book. Um, I am really enjoying it. And I know that people who, who go read it and, and look for it after this will also uh, benefit from it and, and, and love the beautiful photography, but also the insight that we can gain from boys' voices. So, so thank you on both accounts and, and for spending time with us and just being willing to share today. Thank you so much for having me and thank you to you and everybody listening for the work they do to encourage our children to, you know, just be their best selves. In reading Kate's book, I was struck by this notion that we have often been conditioned to have a very narrow view of what it means to be strong. In the introduction to The Heart of a Boy, Kate quotes Fred Rogers, and I want to leave you with this thought. Strength is something we tend to respect in others, desire for ourselves, and wish for our children. Sometimes, though, I wonder if we confuse strength with other words, 
like aggression and even violence. Real strength is neither male nor female, but it is quite simply one of the finest characteristics that a human being can possess. Thank you again for listening to Exploring Boys Education. If you'd like to get a copy of Kate Parker's book, it's available in bookstores everywhere and online. One last reminder too, as Amy shared in the beginning of this episode, to head to our website and sign up for an IBSC Ideas Lab or one of our online classes that start next week. Well, once again, that's it from me. So until our next episode of Exploring Boys Education, keep safe and well.